Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. It is the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas along with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And guys, uh, pretty depressing weekend. Pretty depressing weekend. So let's let's all look at this, you know, now that we have the hindsight, we have the 2020. But I want to get your guys' feel on this. Because I mentioned this on the pregame show on Saturday, that I was surprised that the line was as low as it was, which I think is right around seven. Sometimes you could catch it at seven and a half. Um, it may have kicked even some places at six and a half. Who knows? But I thought Vegas was begging the public to take Ohio State. And, and the reason I say that is because the line never moved, despite all this public money coming in on Ohio State hard, meaning they had this huge respected money coming in privately on Michigan. So they're sharps, and the guys were betting, you know, I think there was a $275,000 bet on Michigan. Um, and and all the, it seemed like all this respected money was coming in on Michigan, and that's why the line wasn't moving. And then Scotty and I were watching the game together, Mark, and even on the opening drive, and I looked at him and he looked at me, Michigan hadn't even scored yet. They had gotten into like Ohio State's like 35-yard line. They hadn't even scored yet, and that line dropped to like minus four and a half. We thought, wow, they're not even in the end zone yet. They don't even have any points yet, and that line's already dropped a couple, three points. Then when Michigan scored, Ohio State hadn't even gotten the ball yet. And that thing dropped to Ohio State minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. So my thought and my question to both you guys is, did we miss something here and that the frozen line before the game, like that line was frozen, it never really moved despite all that money coming in publicly we read on Ohio State. Should that have been our first big red flag? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that. I haven't thought about it until you mentioned that. But, yeah, looking back in hindsight, it, it did not move. Seven, seven and a half. And then I, I, I'm guessing maybe the weather played a role in terms of slowing down Ohio State. I, I don't know. It was very strange, though. And then to drop it to, would you say, minus one before we even touched the ball? It was minus one and a half for a moment after Michigan went up seven nothing. It basically became a pick with Ohio State down seven, having not had the ball yet. Like the Sharps, like it, it, what, I'm, what I'm illustrating here is it seemed like these books were, were continuing to beg people to take Ohio State. And I, yeah. bet, I bet they cleaned up. Now, they were exposed heavily, it sounds like, on Michigan with respected money, which is why they had to keep tempting the public to bet the Buckeyes. They absolutely cleaned up. The, the the books cleaned up. In fact, I was reading an article where Ohio State was uh, basically the, the most heavily bet team of the entire weekend, even more so than a lot of these NFL games. So this game had so much handle that it was an incredible amount. And the percentage of bets on Ohio State was so yeah. high that it was close to 90 95% in some places. Now, Whoa. the money yeah. amount yeah. was not that high, but the ticket, uh, the, the tickets written on Ohio State was yeah. that high. So, so the theory on this, and certainly it didn't guarantee that it would turn out that Michigan would win the game, but my point is that it seemed like a lot of sharp, respected money 
was being bet on Michigan. And the public, who watched Ohio State annihilate Michigan State, annihilate Purdue, come in scoring 50-plus, and then add on top of that that they, they had just beaten Michigan's ass for eight straight years and 17 in the last 19. And you know those demons are tough to exercise, especially when you know that Ohio State's technically the more talented team. Now, the kryptonite, the kryptonite that Ohio State faced was that Michigan offensive line in the Michigan running game, which we saw in week two against Oregon. And Jim Harbaugh must have watched that tape a hundred times over the last eight, nine weeks. Like, how did Oregon do this? And, and so their kryptonite was to try to chunk run Ohio State and then turn it into points, which they did. And I will say this, and you guys watched the game pretty closely. When Ohio State got that thing back within eight points, Michigan then started to to do the unpredictable, which was pass the football. They got Denzel Burke to bite on a P.I. Um, they, they called a flea flicker on first and 10 and, and executed it. Not just called it, but executed it. I thought Mc, Mc, uh, McNamara and McCarthy both executed as well as any Michigan quarterbacks have executed in this rivalry in the last several years. No question. No question. Yep. They absolutely executed. And, you know, to me... And you and I, as you said, you and I were watching this game together. I just thought Michigan had played the near perfect game. They they really did. Uh, the only thing, you know, at halftime, Ohio State was was only down by one point. And you and I looked at getting each other. The ball. Yeah, and Ohio State was getting the ball. And you and I looked at each other and said, "Boy." Michigan played the near perfect half and they're only up by one point. They had one mistake early in the game where they threw a pick in the red zone, horrible decision, a bad decision. But at that point, Ohio state had to be feeling good knowing Michigan played great and was only up one. Um, But then it's funny, the Ohio state, you know, out of the, out of halftime, they ran Henderson and got five yards and then they ran Henderson again and got three yards. And then on third and two, they ran him again and Ross blitzed up that gap and just drilled him. Like at that point at third and two, you're thinking, I I guess it's working. Keep feeding Henderson, which they didn't do early in the game. And then Michigan made a big play. And I, you know, and then right after that, then Corum started beating Ohio state with the run game again. And, and then Michigan got the momentum right back. So uh, there were some, you know, suspect play calls, I thought, with Ryan Day, you know, taking Henderson out of the game early on second and goal at the three. Like, I don't understand that. Alave could have caught that ball, but he didn't. Um, and then and then they put, you know, Henderson in the wildcat late. And then that third and two, you know, giving it back to Henderson um, and having to go three and out. So with all that being said, they still had cut that thing to eight twice with a lot of time left, an entire fourth quarter. And, and, and what does Michigan do at 21-13? You know, they call pass plays. Like I said, the flea flicker was on first down. And it, it really they really out-coached and out-executed Ohio State all day and still had um, – we still had a one-possession game with five minutes to go in that game. And I thought the other big problem was Ohio State giving up that kickoff return to the 37 when you needed a stop. Like, that at least gave Michigan some room, and then they just ate him up alive. But – um, I, I would have lost my butt because when that thing went to, when Ohio State was down 7 nothing after the first drive and Scotty said to me, hey, this thing's down to one and a half, I literally said to him, there's probably not enough money I could put on Ohio State right now, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. yeah let me ask you guys this, too. So, you know, I know everyone's been piling on Ryan Day a little bit, but to me, these two big games he's lost, which I mean, and lost, you know, fairly bad, which was this one and then Alabama last year. 
we got spoiled by Urban because he, he showed up in big games, but he did get blown out by Clemson. I mean, do you guys feel like Ryan Day is a big game coach? What you, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? So here's the thing, and, and school's still out on him, right? I mean, this is the first Big Ten game he's ever lost. And the other, you know, he certainly he was riding the success of Urban Meyer, who created this, this the talent conveyor belt to keep coming for Ohio State. Um, I said this when, when Urban Meyer retired and Ryan Day was, was hired. I said, don't just automatically think that he's going to be as good as Urban Meyer. Because if you're praising Urban Meyer for being one of the greatest college coaches that's ever walked the sideline, now you're admitting, well, then there's two of those guys. And not only are there two of those guys, they're going to go back to back. And so it's not that I don't think Ryan, Ryan Day is not Urban Meyer, and I don't even know if we should hold him to that same level, but the talent he was getting at receiver and the fact that he was an offensive-minded coach, um, I, I just think they got exploited defensively all year, and they had an offense that would take our eye off the prize. And, you know, they're, the best defense is a great offense, and when they started rolling up, the reason that Kenneth Walker of Michigan State only had six carries is because Ohio State scored 21 points in the first quarter. Like, they took yeah. him out of the game. And so we just assume that, that no one's run on them since Oregon and they had it fixed, or even not fixed, they had it band-aided enough that all they got to do is score like they've been scoring and they're going to win the game. But, you know, Ryan Day should get, you know, blamed for some of the play calls, but it was his defense and the lack of eliteness at linebacker and the lack of and the lack of game wreckers up front that we've grown to love the Bosa's, the Chase Youngs, um, that that affected this game and Michigan Michigan exploited it. So I never thought Ryan Day was Urban Meyer, but I thought with that talent that he was continuing to get, that he would have great success, and he has up to this point. So it's funny because I think a lot of people. Uh, we're upset with Jim Harbaugh's quote. You know, sometimes people are standing on third base, think they hit a triple, but they didn't. Yeah. And quite frankly, <laughs> it's it's relatively true. It is, in fact, it's true as far as Ryan Day because he was handed over the absolute perfect situation, program, talent on the team. He was also handed though 7 and 0 against Michigan, so he's handed that pressure too though. He was handed pressure. I I get that, but he was absolutely handed the perfect situation. So for me, my and you brought up a great question of 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 big games. And you know, he he, he won the Clemson game last year. And so that, you know, that's one big game that he's got going for him. The other big games that I can think back to, obviously Michigan uh, this weekend, you've got the Alabama national championship game. Um, you it's an know, all world team, an all world yeah. team. Uh, and then obviously the year before when Ohio Clemson, state yeah. lost to Clemson uh, with, uh, you know, struggling and, and kicking field goals and, but, but bad calls, that bad went calls. Yeah. yeah. So as far as I would say, those are the, those are the four big games he's coached in. And I would say mm -hmm. against Michigan this weekend, I would give him a D Right, I don't think I don't mm -hmm. think this was a well coached game. Uh, the the Alabama game that's tough because there was some COVID issues. OSU was mm -hmm. overmatched going into that game, so they they didn't perform well. Um, that would probably be a C C minus. Uh, the Clemson game that they won, the semifinal game, obviously that's an A. They dominated that game, and then the year before, that's probably a B. So. Not terrible, but definitely not doing great in the big games either, is my opinion.
This is a tough one to lose because everything goes with it. And this was the year to get into the playoff. Because outside of Georgia's defense, there's no real lock as far as how you feel these teams are going to show up every Saturday. And so this was the year to get in with the Cincinnati's and, oh. and, 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 and Notre Dame, who, who gets lucky to sit on the sideline and not expose themselves in a, in a championship game. And they could inherit a spot if things go right. And, and this was it. And Ohio State, and here's what I said, and I tweeted this after the game, and, and it's, you realize that if Ohio State just beats Michigan, just get by them, their next three games with that offense is indoors. They're playing in Indy, they're going to play in Dallas, and they'd come back to Indy. They, had, they would have every single advantage you could hope for. And against Iowa, they'd probably be about a 17-point mm. favorite. And if you're playing Cincinnati indoors, I think you're probably at least a 14-point favorite in that game. And then, then then you've got the national championship game. So, yeah. It, in it was, Indianapolis. In Indy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everything yeah. was just Everything set was there. up perfectly. Okay. So, let's switch gears, though, guys. I want your opinion now. We, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on do you take Georgia versus the field. We talked about it. I know, Anthony, you took Georgia a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, do you guys still have what, – what's your opinion now? Would you take Georgia or would you take the field if you were offered a 50-50 bet one way or the other? I think it's – I think Georgia looks a lot better and Anthony's pick looks a lot better now uh, maybe than it did. Um, I still am not counting out Alabama because anytime you count out Alabama, yeah. they prove you wrong. So I, I'm, I still would take the field, but I think that gap's closed quite a bit. So there's a, a Super Bowl feel for Bama coming up this week. I mean, certainly this is it for them. They have to feel this is it for them, and they can't backdoor in unless some chaos happens because I do think if Bama plays Georgia really close and loses, uh, these Buckeye fans are tweeting me like, hey, we still have a chance. Like, I don't even no. know if you'd win the argument with Bama. Forget no, about all wouldn't. the other stuff that goes on. Oh, You know, yeah. so – if it comes down to them versus Bama, I don't think you're going to win that, especially if they play Georgia tight. Um, there's value on Bama overall at 6-1, to one, but listen, they've got to win this game, and then they may have to beat them again. And that that So I see the value there at 6-1 to one on Bama, but, I mean, listen, Georgia, now it's too late. They're minus 220. Yeah. Like now it's too late. Um, so you'd have yeah. to go with – you'd have to either take, like, Oak State at 14-1 to one or Michigan at 10-1. to one. And try to try to ride that there. Bama's O line's bad. They got pushed around by Auburn. I think the under may be the play at fifty and a half. I think it is right now. But um, I can give you guys some look ahead lines if you want to guess those on these championship games. Yeah, let's get right. guess those in just a second okay. though. But going back to that Georgia being minus two fifty. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay, it's two fifty now. Right. Well, on the on the site that I've pulled okay. up here, Bama, um, Georgia's minus two fifty. Bama's plus. 650 Michigan is nine to one mm-hmm. Cincinnati is 14 to one mm-hmm. uh is there anyone else Notre Dame is 66 uh Oklahoma State's 25 Wait, Notre Dame is what 66 to one on here yeah I'm a little surprised at that that seems like a pretty high number well, I, I'd seen them at like 25 to one well it's unlikely they're gonna I mean I know. they could get into the playoff it's probably about 50 50 they're gonna get in in the first case and right. then if you're in, you're going to be playing the number one seed, Georgia. And then if you, so that's Boy, a 66 to one. Yeah. It just, I, I agree with you that the chances of them getting in them winning at all. But if you, you guys want to talk quickly about, you know, them possibly getting in. So, you know, obviously they needed Wisconsin to win. That was a bad loss for Notre Dame. Cause that's the only good win that they've had. 
Um, let's say Georgia eliminates Bama and Michigan beats Iowa. So the one and two holes are filled. And then Cincinnati, Cincinnati would be the third. They definitely get in if they beat Houston being undefeated at 12-0. and 0. And then Notre Dame is fighting, you're right, an uphill battle. They need Baylor to win. And then would they even get in over Baylor? That's a good question. You know, Baylor's playing a top 10 team in Oklahoma State for a championship. Um, if Oregon turns the tables on Utah and you have a two-loss Pac-12 champion, would Notre Dame get in over them? Probably not. So you're probably right. That's why that number is so inflated, because them just getting in seems pretty far-fetched at this point. You're right. Let's do some of those uh, championship look-ahead lines and, right. and guess at those. All right, Georgia-Bama. What do you guys have right now? I don't know if you've seen this. I have not seen any okay. of these lines. Uh, Mark, you go first. I think uh, Georgia's favored three and a half. Yeah, that's about where I am. I think I would have set a field goal, but I think because of Alabama's struggles last week, that may have mm-hmm. moved it up a point or two. So give me uh, – let me go minus four for Georgia. All right, Scotty's a little closer. It's minus six and a half. Wow. Wow. Oh, Bama's looked bad. So that look-ahead line, by the way, because I've, I've seen people put out this line over the last few weeks, um, and I've seen – uh, initially, and then we're talking about a month ago, this was close to a pick And now, you know, a couple results. I- I'm surprised it's six and a half. I would bet Alabama at six and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you guys both like the, the, you'd take, grab the points. Now. I would grab the yeah. points. Yeah. Um, Michigan and Iowa. I, jeez. I'm going to say this one's probably around 10. I'll say seven and a half. All right. Scotty got you a little bit there. Ten and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michigan's favored by ten and a half. Um, and my lean on that yeah. would probably be wait, I think it's it's about right. So I don't know if I would I would have a strong lean. I, I don't trust Iowa. No, um, they're, they're, Michi- their offense is just so bad. The only thing is how a letdown? Yes. How excited is are these Michigan players, you know, right now? They're on a high. They're celebrating this crazy win. Yeah. You know, we've seen Ohio State not look great in yeah. Big Ten championship games. Um, okay. I could see a letdown, and, and I yeah. could see 10 and a half. I would, I would maybe mm. lean Iowa. So you're looking at this from both ways. One, that the Michigan, the win over Ohio State, gets completely eliminated if they lose this game in their mind. Not eliminated because you beat Ohio State and you haven't done that in forever. But you'd be like, I can't believe we beat them and then we couldn't parlay that into something big. A playoff like you barely beat them ever and then you finally do and then you lay an egg the next week. Like that that's what they're protecting against. But I agree with you. It's human instinct to have this big monkey off their back, the gorilla that is Ohio State, and then go in there and not play their best this week because they've just been celebrating. Now they know they're a big favorite, too. One of our friends, Johnny Wood, mm-hmm. always says, yes. right after you play Ohio State, yeah. bet against I the team with- because of the physical, tough, yeah. high emotional game that, that, that Ohio mm-hmm. State game is. Mm-hmm. And this is even even higher with uh with the for Michigan and now they're playing for the chess. So I could see I, I could see Iowa okay. plus ten and a half. So your lean right now is Georgia uh, Bama plus the six and a half and Iowa plus the ten and a half. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's go to Cincinnati Houston. 
Mark, you got a guess on that one? I mean, Cincinnati should crush them. I'd say ten and a half. Okay, so for me, by the way, this game is at Cincinnati. It's not a mm-hmm. neutral field, unlike most of the championship games. Um, I actually think this is going to be closer. Houston actually hasn't lost a game since the very first game of the year. Um, I think this one's going to be around four. Mark nailed it right on the number. Whoa, ten, nice. Ten, ten and a half. Ten and a half. And I, and I do see real quickly that the Michigan wow. line in some places is up to 11. So I'm going to give you another half a point because you wanted Iowa. And by the way, I am. I would absolutely. The I, in fact, before this podcast is over, I am probably going to be placing is, money on Houston yeah. because I think Houston can win this mm-hmm. game. That is, I, I when I when I don't know who's going to win, and I see a line that large, I agree with you. You kind of lean towards it, and Cincinnati's got everything. This is it, man. All the pressure. It's a win in your All end. The pressure. Right. Um. Let's go to Oak State and Baylor. Scotty? Okay, I'm going to say Oklahoma State minus and yeah, whew, minus three. I'll say Oklahoma State three and a half. Oak State is minus five, so you guys are right there. Okay. You guys are right there. Um, and that's that's – there's only there's one other game I could do Utah and Oregon. Well, and there Utah we, just spanked just, just Oregon. Them. So this may be a difficult line for you to guess. Yeah, because this is. Will there be a regression back to? Uh, boy, by the way, because uh, I won a parlay, I won a yeah. big parlay a couple weeks ago with uh, taking yeah. Utah. You liked them, and I remember you liked them outright. Yep, um, and they were a three point favorite at home. Okay, and they killed them. And so I'm going to say this is probably moved up to somewhere around five. Uh, where's this game at? It's in Vegas. So neutral, sort of. Uh, man, I just don't know. I was wrong before. I'll say three and a half, Utah. I want to move mine up, actually, to six. Give me six. All right, you moved the wrong way. Oh, no. Mark, close enough. Mark, three points. That's it. It's tough to beat a team twice, but I would be willing to bet Utah again. They just uh, destroyed smoked them. Destroyed them. It wasn't a fluke. Oh. Yeah. Maybe wow. that's it. Maybe it's Boy, just there's tough some to... interesting lines this weekend. I can't wait to, to place a little parlay. No doubt. Mm. No doubt, boys. And, you know, we're we're kind of in that mode of thinking we know everything, and then they – kind of kick your teeth in, but uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a wild affair now as far as who to bet on, but I agree. These kind of, these elimination games, um, you know, you're going to get whatever anybody's best is. And that's why, so the lean on this show, and I don't know if we're all, I, I guess I was leaning to Michigan originally, but now it's 11. That seems like a lot um, for Iowa to play spoiler here, but Oh, so you got you got Iowa plus the eleven. You've got Bama plus the six and a half. So you got you're all points. Yeah, you're all points. You yeah. got and you got Houston plus the ten and a half. Which, by the way, I don't bet like that. The way I bet yeah. is I bet money line favorites. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I parlay uh, favorites together. I don't. I rarely ever take games specifically on the points. 
So um, I probably wouldn't bet a lot of the lines that you said. The only one that I would absolutely, uh, absolutely probably bet is the Houston game. That's the one where I think the line is way off. All right. So if you took them, who, what would you parlay that with? I would probably take. Because let's build one right now. Quick parlay. All right. Uh, Houston plus the 10 and a half. Houston plus 10 and a half. I would probably take Michigan on the money line because I do think they okay. win the game. Okay. Um, what else you like? I like Utah. Uh, I would put Utah on the money line. Um, let's see. Is there a. F- I don't love Oklahoma State. Um, and you may have to do this because it may just give me like a round robin. I don't think it, I don't know if it'll give me the parlay. Why wouldn't it give me the parlay, Scotty? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, because if you're parlaying Utah on the money line, Houston plus the points, and Michigan on the on the money line, I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, it does. It does give it to me. You know, another it team does. actually yeah. looking at these championship games when we didn't talk about it because okay. they're it's not a uh, a high quality matchup, but uh, I actually like Pitt too. Pitt has been really good to me in parlays. Money this line year. or laying the three? Uh, I, I would do the money line on them. All right. So Michigan money line, Pitt money line, Utah money line, and Houston plus ten and a half would be my all right. That's, my that's paying a little more than five and a half to one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So there's there's your yeah Michigan money line Houston plus the points Utah money line Pitt money line, so a four teamer is playing five point six three to one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's switch gears, go to the NFL, um, and I, I think mm. the way I want to do this is let's go rank top three teams that you think are most likely to win their conference will go AFC and NFC. So right now I am throw out the odds, throw out the records right now, the three teams that you trust the most in each conference, because if you look at the playoff standings and the records and everything, it is so wide open, wide open on both sides. So if, if I were to say, okay, your top three AFC teams in order, how are you going? And I'm going this based on most likely to win the conference. Mm. I can't believe I, I would be saying this, and I don't really want to say this, but New England is in an amazing spot. And I, I still, gun to the head, I'd probably, so Buffalo's so hard to trust right now. Kansas City seems to be coming on a little bit. Like I'm trying to, so my three teams would be Kansas City, Buffalo, New England, but and and Cincinnati certainly on the outside looking in there. But I'd probably trust to to get to the Super Bowl. I'm probably slightly back on the Kansas City train, so I'd go Kansas City, Buffalo, New England. Mark, but very close. You know, he he has the exact same three in the exact same order that I had. (laughs) So it's crazy. I mean, all three have been – well, actually, New England's probably been the most consistent, at least over the last several weeks. But at the end of the day, you got to look at quarterback play. Mac Jones doesn't make mistakes, but if he's in a position where he has to throw to win the game, I like the other two quarterbacks and Allen and and Mahomes better. So I, I totally agree with Anthony on the, the ranking. Yep. You know, the funny yeah. thing is I'm 
the exact same order, the exact same three as well. Uh, I watched the entire Patriots game yesterday basically because I had the Patriots in a parlay. And while they are consistent and uh, they don't make a ton of mistakes and they have a good defense, I just don't trust, as you guys said, I don't trust Mac Jones to get to a Super Bowl in his rookie year. I think that's a good point because we discussed this on my show today. And as much as New England, you have to respect everything they're doing and Mac Jones, let's get him in a pressure of a playoff game and then let's see. Yeah. They're very good yeah. and he's going to be coached up as well as anybody can be coached. And they're playing great. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They're eight and four. They're the two seed right now. But, uh, you know, I could also make the case that Baltimore's the one seed and I don't trust them. So let's wait and see. Some of those teams that have been there before Kansas City, Buffalo. Um, I, that's why I have them in the order I have them. And by the way, the betting odds to win the AFC first is Kansas City. Second is the Buffalo Bills. Third is the New England Patriots, but they are tied with the Baltimore Ravens at four and a half to one to win the AFC. So that's your, that's your current odds. And then the next team on there would be uh, 10 to one Tennessee. Yet 16 to one, the Chargers. Um, one team that I think is a sneaky team, sneaky choice, is uh, the Colts at 20 to one. And I know, I think they're six and six, so they don't have a good record. So they might not even get in the playoffs, but I think they've got the best running back in the entire uh, NFL right now. And that could lead them to making a run in the AFC. So that's my sneaky team at 20 to one. How about NFC? Uh, ranking them one to three, most confident. Uh, Mark, you go first. I like the Packers one, mm-hmm. Cardinals two. Hmm. Number three, number three is tough for me. It's, it's very close, but I'm going to take the Rams. Oh, wow! They've lost three in a row. Yep. Um, I've got. Well, I don't. In the order, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to go. I'll, I'll do this quickly. I'll go Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona. Okay, I am Tampa 1, Green Bay 2, and then, boy, the third one is is a little tricky for me. I, I guess because of the talent, I will say the Rams, but I don't feel good about the Rams at 3 either. So Tampa, Packers, Rams for me. So, by the way, the Vegas odds, uh, it's Tampa Bay at 2.5, Green Bay at plus 375, Arizona at plus 375, and then the Rams and Cowboys at plus 550. Just for the for the fun of it, let's build quickly like a value Super Bowl future, like on who would play in the game. Not the Ooh. winner, but give me like what's a value? Is it like New England, Arizona? Is that a value Super? Like like which one could happen that, that if you guys had to come up with like a value play? Ooh. I mean, there's some good, there's some decent value. Like the Rams are, 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 are five and a half to one to win the NFC. So if you guys think like you guys are kind of high on the Rams, so let's put them in the game. Who would they play? Give me like, like, give me the, the value one. New England. I could put in Kansas city. If you guys like Kansas city against the Rams right now, what do you think the odds are right now on a Kansas city Rams Super Bowl? Ooh. Okay. So Buffalo, Buffalo's better odds than KC, right? Close. It's like three thirty and three fifty. Got it. So let's just put Kansas City against the Rams. I'd probably say about twenty to one. 
Is that right? What do you say, Mark? Like you guys are going to like this because you like the Rams. I don't love the Rams. <laughs> you might love them at 27 to 1. Ooh, is 20, that what it is? 27 to 1 if the Rams play Kansas City for the Super Bowl. Give me wow. give me a different AFC team, Scotty. Okay. You, because you'd be taking out or give me a different NFC team, whatever. Predict the Super what Bowl right the now. What All about right. the Bengals? The hell, the that, I love it. All right. So I was going to say Colts. Cincinnati against who? Green Bay, Tampa. You got one? Let's go. Let's go with Cincinnati and Green Bay. Cincinnati and Green Bay, 85 to 1. Oh, my. How about what are the Rams to Cincy? Rams. Let's go back to the Rams and we'll put Cincy in. And then we'll go with the Rams. And I'll pull out a 122 to 1. Put your house up for collateral. <laughs> okay. 100 bucks pays you over 12 grand if you get that in, in, in the Super Bowl. I got a fun one. Those are great futures. I got a fun right. one because I, I, I actually like the Colts. I just told you okay, why. I'll put the Colts in. Give me the Colts. Okay. And give me the. Um, the Packers, Colts, Packers, okay. Colts, Packers. Would you like to predict what it is? Um, what would you need back to make the bet? Hundred and a hundred to one. Close. Nope. It's close. Ninety three and a half. Ooh. Okay. I like that. So a hundred bucks gets you ninety three fifty on a Colts. Packers Super Bowl. All right, okay. You said gun ahead. What is your guy? What is your guys' Super Bowl picks? I mean, we we gave our most confident teams. Would you say then, Anthony, that it's Chiefs and uh, Buccaneers? Is that your most? So I I predicted before the year started that the repeat Super Bowl. I yeah. actually did predict that. That's the one I've I've gone with, and I completely wanted to go away from it when Kansas City sucked. Now I'm kind of glad I still have it. Um. I mean, there's part of me that wants to lean to Green Bay, but it's tough to go away from Tampa. The one that I could be convinced to move off of is Kansas City. Um, and and throw Buffalo in there. Buffalo's been so hit and miss. I just don't. Yeah. But you just wonder when push comes to shove, are they going to be the one? Like, if you give me Buffalo and Tampa right now, it's only like 16 to 1. Just I don't know if there's enough value there. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. So, you know, there's just not enough there. But uh, I think I'm going to continue to ride with those two great quarterbacks and hope that the long season that they come out on top, which would be Kansas City and Tampa. I don't really necessarily want to see that game again, but I'd like to see some new blood in there. But uh, I'd probably ride with, with the chalk. Mark, do you have a gun to head Super Bowl right now? Originally, I picked the Cardinals. I'm going to move over a little bit to the Packers. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you because I think that the Packers, I think there's a very, very high likelihood that they will be the one seed. 
Um, and and then the fact that they would get home games, first off, that they would get the bye and that they would get home games in Lambeau. And I know it didn't work mm-hmm. out for them last year, but I feel like the advantage of, of that, uh, the path to the Super Bowl in Green Bay would be pretty good. So, all right. There, there's some value Super Bowls out there now because there really is no, that's why I was trying to get you guys to come up with some value plays and maybe throw a couple of them out there because this this is the hardest NFL ever to predict, even though these the big teams are kind of coming back. But that's why if you could throw in like like I was like maybe even throwing like a New England Arizona. Now I know you'd have to get both. That's why it would be very difficult. That's twenty one and a half to one. It doesn't excite me that much. The other ones do. Like I, I think if you're going to try to predict a non chalk Super Bowl, then go for the big go for the ones that you brought up. Go for a Colts like. I think that's big. Pick one that's off the chart and then have a favorite. Don't try to pick two middle-of-the-road ones. Try to pick yeah. one favorite and then one, give me a team that gets hot. Um, there's still value on uh, – no, it's not really so much in Baltimore looked bad last night, but I think there's value. Can the Chargers put it together? I just don't understand why that offense isn't doing more. I know. Um, I know. It is weird. I thought the Chargers would be much better. I'm telling you right now, my team in the AFC, and I know they lost a heartbreaker to to the Buccaneers. My heart, my, I think the Colts okay. at twenty to one is is the value play. All right, let's wrap this podcast up with one last thing, and it is: what is your dream scenario next Sunday? What is the the four teams in the order you want to see them in the in the college football playoff? What are you hoping for? next week uh, when they when they reveal the playoff teams. Go ahead, Mark. Um, <laughs> Bama, Georgia, not necessarily in this order, but Bama, Georgia, Michigan, and Cincy. Okay. So I agree with you. I At this point now – I do want Bama to beat uh, Georgia this weekend and both teams to get in because the last thing I want is to see Michigan get into the playoff, play Cincinnati in the semifinal, and then have a national championship game appearance and potentially win a championship. So that's the worst-case scenario. So I want to see now Bama, Georgia, Cincinnati. I would love for Iowa to beat Michigan. I don't see it happening but uh, but then uh, Michigan playing, probably playing Bama, and Cincinnati playing Georgia. I think that's the playoff I want. Yeah. All right. So I'm with you guys in a lot of it. I I don't need to see Bama in. I don't need Bama winning. I, I don't. I I actually think if we're gonna go new blood, let's get new blood. You'll have no Clemson, no Ohio State, no Bama, I, and I no like, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like get all three of them out of there then. That's and fine. no Notre Dame. I mean, as long as Ohio State's not going. But and I know there's like a one percent chance that people are telling me about these different scenarios, and we've talked about the wackiness. But uh, you know, if if Mike Gundy and that mullet make it in there, and he takes down Michigan, that'd be good too. Yeah, and and Georgia hasn't yeah. won a national title in over forty years, and so I, I have no real animosity towards them, especially if they knock Bama out and go undefeated. But yeah, it's probably for me, uh, you know, Georgia, Michigan, Oak State, and Cincinnati somewhere in there. Um, 
I know it doesn't make Buckeye fan. They they want to certainly they want Michigan to lose. Now it's not one of those things where you lost to them, you want them to go on. You get no satisfaction out of that. In fact, you want their hearts broken like yours are. So I get that. But would you rather have them broken, not getting in, or get that close to it and then get the rug ripped out? Um, if it can get ripped out by Cincinnati, even better. But you're right. I think if Oak State beats Baylor, Oak State will leapfrog Cincinnati into that three-hole. Yeah. And so Michigan would play Oak State, and Cincinnati would get stuck playing Georgia, which sounds right to me. I think those are those are two very good games. Cincinnati getting a shot at the big dog, and then Michigan having to beat Oak State. Um, it doesn't do a lot for ratings. It doesn't do a ton for tickets. But, th- you know, it does tamp down – the expansion talk a little bit when you have lack of giants in there, because if we had all the regulars, I think people outside of Ohio state and the big brands would be like, you've got to expand this to get the, get the little guy a chance. A little guy's going to get in probably this year in Cincinnati. So they hopefully they can make the most of that. Yeah. Yep. Good point. One last prediction before we end yep. cashing out. It's Monday night football tonight. <laughs> we got a stinker. We got a, we got an awful game. We're not going to even do uh, a parlay props, parlay contest for tonight. Uh, just a thought on the game winner total. Is there anything that you like for tonight? Mark, you first. He gone. All right. Mark, you still there? Battery in the phone dead. All right. Uh, It's it's a nothing game. I don't understand the Seattle team. I actually gave them hope when when Russ came back. And, you know, with the way Washington is, you know, hanging in there offensively lately, and then they've scored what? They've scored – they beat Tampa and they beat Carolina. It would be hard for me to go against them at home. I mean, the spread's a little off to me in that – isn't Washington a home dog tonight? Uh, it's right. Okay, so it I've seen it as a pick. All right. So the logic says you take Washington all day long. They're playing better and they're at home. And so that's probably where my money would go and it'd probably get flushed down the toilet. Maybe Seattle finally shows up tonight. You know, in fantasy, I need, you know, Heineke to lay an egg. Well, you need time. him to throw both. to McLaurin if he yeah, is. Yeah, anything he gets, <laughs> it better be to Terry. But And then Lockett has to get shut down. So I'm screwed either way. So you might as well give me Washington and they'll keep riding their high because they just beat two pretty good teams. Yep. Okay. I, I like that too. I'm with you on that one. All right. That is the cashing out podcast. We will catch you next Monday. We'll have the playoff teams next week. Thanks for joining us. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you.